This 2023 NASCAR win totals recap edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Claim your risk-free bet up to $500 over on sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Rivers. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Rivers. We're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com use code sgpn to get 50 percent off of your first month and start making smarter bets today drivers start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Yes, sir. Yes, indeed. It is, of course, the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. Already in the chat, we have picked up one Justin Mark or Miranda, depending on who's... Uh, I, but I'm pretty sure it's Justin because Miranda <laughs> does not use that many L's in her hello, uh, gents. So what's up, Justin? Cody, what's up, buddy? It's a long time no see. I feel like I haven't seen you in a few hours. Ah, it's been it's been a little while, but uh, not you know too long. Any any amount of time, too long. Hello, old fashioned football. We appreciate you. If you're gonna listen to this, make sure you check them out. They'll probably be live actually this this evening here before the, the Thursday night game, as they usually are. Start sit questions. So definitely check them out. Love them. Oh man, glad to be back. Glad to be talking more about NASCAR. Why not, Rod? Why not? The, the days are getting shorter. We're getting closer, and here we are. Uh, is there a car number that we can... Uh, no, I'm just kidding. We won't do that. <laughs> we won't do that to you this year. I think that one guy really wants us to. I think he does. I, I think everybody wants to be pegged to as everybody in the Discord. So make sure uh, when you're pegging everyone in Discord, everyone knows about it. So, uh, <laughs> All right. So today we are going to be discussing some of the win totals that we had from 2023. And don't worry. We will talk through uh, some, uh, I guess, some strategy as we approach the 2024 win totals. So consider this sort of a look back, but also a researching opportunity for us to be able to get better acquainted with what we think is going to happen in the 2024 season. So and this isn't necessarily just a, a standard recap edition. We're going to definitely use this to look forward to what to expect in 2024 as we start to get more odds coming up slowly uh justin said saw a meme he did not understand so is max verstappen a real racer and is he fast because speed would explain that meme is max verstappen um, he's an ai racer yeah he's he's an f1 driver so check out the f1 gambling podcast uh but yeah he won 
19 of 23 races a season or something like that. So, uh, yeah, he's he's sort of fast, I guess you could say. <laughs> Their season's over, and he's still going to win this weekend. It doesn't matter <laughs> that they're not going to race. He's, he's still already won all of the races next season. <laughs> yeah, they've, they've already just given him all of the checkered flags. They've given him all of his medals and all of his trophies for next season, and they're pretty much just going to call it quits. So uh, they're just going to name him the fourth-time champion. That, that's all there is to it. But yeah. uh, it does all make sense. Now, so <laughs> glad we glad we uh, solved that that crisis. <laughs> glad we cleared that one up for you. Uh, but again, yeah. So so let's let's use this as a tool to kind of go over what we were thinking last season when it came to win totals. Cody's got uh, actually his article too, which we're going to go over as well. Uh, something he wrote, which which basically ran down everything we talked about on the show and just uh, where we were at, where our heads were at, and then is it sustainable? What kind of win totals would we be looking for this season if we were the bookmakers? Where would we feel comfortable betting on these guys at what win total? So when they do come out and we see the prices, we can decide whether or not we were right, wrong, or indifferent. So sound like a good plan to you, Cody? Sounds like a great plan to me. I did just post it in the Discord in case you want to follow along and review it. But, I mean, this is a great chance again. Uh, there's no races for us to bet on right now, right? And and we've talked about some of the futures that are out there, and we've got some more futures coming up that are going to be out there, and we're going to have win totals soon, I would imagine. We'll talk about all that. But going back and, and looking at things and where expectations were, and, I mean, one of these guys we talked, you know, brought up his win total, and you're like, really? And it was like, yeah. And then, and then it was like, oh, yeah, this is what he did in 2022. That's why it was that way, right? And so looking back at, at what the expectation were, where they ended up falling, what that might translate to in the future, how we think it's going to continue to go forward. One guy on this list we're going to talk about, biggest bet of my life was on his under this past season. If it's the same number this year or lower, his biggest bet of my life might be the over on it because it's going to be a different scenario, going to be a different situation. So, um, But I do think that that going back and looking back at these is there's a lot you can pick up from it and, and you know why it was what it was. And going through this article, we can even look at my explanation of why I thought one way or the other and, and what situations we were we were looking at because it's a long time ago since last off season we've had a, you know 38 races this season if you include the clash and the all-star race and lots of things happening and and all of that so uh yeah i do think it is it is good to go back it's important to go back and uh, see what it was and then i'm excited i haven't seen any win totals yet for this coming season but uh, as soon as they do come out you know we'll be talking about them of course um, but yeah, excited to to dig into those when we do get the opportunity. Yeah, definitely have to jump on those as soon as we get the chance. Uh, also want to plug yesterday's episode. If you didn't get a chance to listen to yesterday's episode, please do. We had Seth Wolcock on from In Between Media. Just a splendid. And we're going to have more guests as the offseason progresses. But um, definitely want to give a huge shout out to, to Seth for joining the show. Please go support those guys at In Between Media. So many great people, so many gun, uh, good content creators out there to uh to support so please go do that love me some seth walcock i i just yeah, I that was it. a great conversation and and there was stuff to talk about right there was news there's the david red stuff how that's going to uh you know to uh play into the betting of the daytona 500 right because uh you know i'm gonna bet on david reagan now uh but yeah i talked about the tv deal talked about what seth has going on and all of that so uh that is pretty awesome nick fortune wants to know what sport oops we clicked the same clicked time the again same time. what sports book can you find win totals not up yet. We're looking back at last year's win totals. We're going to go through those, see how they panned out, where we were kind of at on them. Um, so hoping soon, sportsbooks, um, listen up. 
But uh, and then old fashioned football said met Seth at Expo. Bummed I missed this episode. I'll go back and check it out. Yeah, just yesterday's episode. It's uh, you know evergreen through the off season pretty much. So go check it out. Seth is a great dude. I uh, love everything he's got going on. So we appreciate him uh, jumping on with us. Indeed. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's go over some odds here. I did some... have one oh, piece oh, of news. Ooh, I don't know if you saw it. Did you see the Denny Hamlin news? No, I've been under a rock the, the last few yeah. hours. What? Well, we know that Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, both had some surgery this off season. Denny's done it before, right? Not not a big deal. It kind of just you know it's an expected thing, routine. You know, cleaning up stuff in the off season. But Denny Hamlin says his recovery from his shoulder surgery could take longer than anticipated. And it might impact his availability for February 4th, the clash at the Coliseum. So potential that uh, we don't have Denny Hamlin in the 11 car at the clash at the Coliseum in the big picture of the season. Not a huge deal, right? Obviously, it's an exhibition race and it doesn't matter for, uh, you know, for the points or anything like that. But behind the wheel, having fun, whatever. I don't think he really likes that race. So might be an excuse for him to get out of it. But be interested to see, you know, who would, who might fill in for him. I, I would imagine. They would go to their uh, their Star Xfinity Series lineup that we don't know anything about yet for whatever reason. Why they haven't announced that Sheldon Creed's going to be one of those drivers. Maybe Sheldon Creed will be in the 11 car. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, so just not really major news. I'm sure he'll be fine for Daytona, hopefully, because that, be, that would be a major story for sure. Um, but, yeah, his, his surgery, um, and, and I, he had kind of hinted throughout the season on, on Actions Detrimental, his podcast, that uh, – he was going to have like a more major one than he's had in in previous seasons, so must have had some some big thing going on with there with the shoulder. But it'd be interesting to keep an eye on because you know it, it would be weird to see someone else in that eleven car. Denny's been in the eleven car since what? I think he started splitting that ride in twenty two thousand three. I think him and Jason Leffler, and uh, it's been Denny ever since. So be uh, be something to watch for sure. Ow, my shoulder. Ow, do you, I don't. I don't. Uh, I can't do the clash. My <laughs> shoulder hurts. You can, drive, you can drive with the other hand, right? You don't need. You don't need both hands. I drive one handed. Not much shifting. It's not. So it's, they're not going that fast, right? It's no big deal. I drive <laughs> one handed. What are we? I mean, listen, man. What What are we doing here? They're professional drivers. If I can drive down the freeway with one hand, these guys can drive around with one hand. All they're doing is going like. No, I'm just kidding, guys. I love you to death. Don't Don't come at me. You know. You know. Nick Fortune says, uh, as my new BFF, Cody, I will be bugging you for those win totals. Hey, man, as soon as we see them, I will I'll, I will alert you. Don't worry. Uh, old-fashioned football says, J-Mark enters the track over under .5 wins. What would you take? Unfortunately, Justin, I have seen people from Iowa drive before. Dang. Definitely going to go with the under. Uh, and head-to-head win matchup, who would you take? Me, J-Mark, or Nick Fortune? The battle of Iowa drivers. Uh, sorry, Nick, but you know, I got to side with Justin on this one. I got to go with Justin as well. And, and on a super speedway, Justin, I'll give you uh, at least a win. Uh, if, if, <laughs> if, uh, Danica Patrick's boyfriend can do it, so can you. Did you see? I did. I did. But I've got, I've got to come back and talk it's about that in a yeah, second. A Here we go. <laughs> Let me tell you first about Bet Rivers. We're brought to you by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers is available in over 14 states plus Ontario, Canada. Bet Rivers has some of the best live betting markets in the space. Their betting menu is second to none, including a ton of props. Plus, depositing and withdrawing is super easy on Bet Rivers. My Bet Rivers play of the day happens tonight. If you're watching this uh, on Thursday night or you're listening to it on Thursday, give me Dak Prescott over a half an interception, minus 107. I know he's only thrown six interceptions this season, but Dak Prescott against the what formerly known as the Legion of Boom, 
I don't know. Give me Dak Prescott to throw an interception. I think he's going to get happy feet. I think he's going to throw at least one. So I'll take the over half an interception at minus 107 over on Bet Rivers. Stop, or you can sign up using our link to get a risk-free bet up to $500. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash betrivers. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash betrivers. Problem gambling called 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah, I most certainly did see the uh, the roast, and I and I commented, roasting is a lost art form. People take themselves so damn seriously anymore that they can't they can't take people making fun of them. That yeah, that clip was hilarious. It was what the twenty thirteen, I think. Uh, oh, was it that long ago? It's been a while. I don't. Maybe it wasn't that far back, but they, he referenced uh, you know her boyfriend, Snoka, rookie of the year, Ricky Stenhouse. Yeah. Which is, He's been in the series for a hot minute. And yeah, but he made a joke about Danica Patrick uh, being surprised she was up front because she wasn't used to that. And just like the most stone cold face, he's, everybody in the place is falling out. They show Kevin Harvick. He's like spitting his beer out. He's just laughing so hard. And she just, and Ricky's face is just like, oh God, I'm going to hear about this later. <laughs> and I've got to go home for that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, lucky him, but oh well. <laughs> JDK, hey fellas, currently flying to Toronto, so might get cut off. Hey man, listen, thanks for uh, uh, look at that. We bring up Dan uh, JDK checks in. Yeah, right. Yeah, one of his top three favorite drivers. His, but, his uh, spice hey, NASCAR gambling podcast on a plane. There you go. Take your headphones out. Let everyone else hear the show. Yes, please. Tell them all we said hello. Um. Okay. So let's talk a little bit through the the win totals from last season. I like I said, Cody. We don't have a transcript of our episode, but you do basically have, you kept the, the notes in your article for the most part. So uh, where do we want to start? I, I will say this. Let me, let me give you a recap of last season as far as wins are concerned. 15 drivers won a race last season uh, out of that. The winner or the person with the most wins was William Byron, who had six wins on the season. Uh, and the person with the fewest wins, well, it's a, like a five-way tie, but uh, with one win apiece between SVG, um, even Logano got in there, McDowell, uh, Danica's boyfriend, and AJ Allmendinger all won races last season. And uh, yeah, I mean, again, that 15, 15 drivers is just about half the field on a, on a regular basis, right? A little, little less, obviously, than half the field, but it just seems like, Everybody got in on the action, but there were some people that we kind of expected to be in there that weren't. We'll obviously cover those as well, but um, as far as people winning races, did it feel last season that anybody could win a race? Because like I said, I know Byron won six, but it still kind of felt like anybody could win a race last season. Yeah, I mean, we're two for two with the next-gen car, right, where where we come into to seasons, and there's a lot of different winners. It, it felt like in... It's crazy because you know Kyle Larson was a favorite a lot of weeks and and a very heavy favorite and but he didn't get that many wins and and really there were just it was never a sure thing like there was never a track even on the road courses you know in the old car you go to the road courses and it was like okay it's gonna be Elliot Larson tricks like those are the only three guys that have a shot this year you know last year we see Chastain get a win and Suarez get a win and and Reddick kind of took over as the road course guy but then this season. You end up with Michael McDowell dominating a road course race, and uh, I don't. Did Reddick even win any of the road? Oh, he won the first one right at Coda, but he didn't win any of the other ones. And and Elliott again didn't win road courses. And and Almondinger, you think maybe is going to win a bunch, and he doesn't win till the last one. And then 
SVG comes in there randomly and, and wins one, of course, but uh, different different scenario, obviously. Um, but yeah, it was very, again, the parody in NASCAR, this this next generation, this Generation 7 car has, has really brought it. And, and again, we're going to continue to kind of see the scales tip a little bit, right? And, and the Hendricks and the JGRs, they've got the money, they've got the resources. It's going to continue to go in their favor a little more and more, I think, as we go along. But there is really good teams, and, and there's teams that are making big plays and, and just more teams in general. You, you look at it, and you've still got your powerhouses, and, and Penske was a little bit off, but they still won the championship in both seasons, and you've got young up-and-coming teams and track house. It's been a little bit rocky, but but Chastain just won at Phoenix, the most recent race, right, and, and had a good, strong season, and they're going to add another driver via Spire, and, and Roush, you know, RFK is taking another big step forward and, and front rows kind of taking some small steps and spires are taking small steps and you know the the live fast car is is out of the charger system now that was that was your kind of worst car and, and then even the other two bad cars in the rick Ware, one of those is gonna have justin haley and they're upping their relationship with rfk and so throughout the field it just keeps getting more and more parity and, and there seems to be more and more guys who can win and really uh, Kyle Larson is going to be that one guy that it's not going to surprise you if he just jumps out and wins 10 races on any given year. But other than that, like there's a bunch of guys that could be the guy that wins the most races. And it's William Byron this past season, which not, you know, probably not who you would have picked going into the season. Right. Uh, and I think his win total was, was two and a half. Uh, uh, I, yeah. I think that might've been wrong because yeah. I, I feel oh. like, yeah, I, I, I was looking at some old. I don't know what last year's oh, was, but okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, but either way, it wasn't anywhere close to six. So uh, there is that. But yeah, it just, yeah, the parody, it's been great. It's been wonderful, obviously. Um, so love it. And, and I think that it's going to continue going forward. And yeah, it, I, I just don't see it changing because of, of the great drivers we have in the sports and of all of the good teams and, and how everybody's really just making that push right now. And what I love, too, is that the, the ebb and the flow of the whole season, and that's what's great about a season that goes from February to November. There's a lot of weeks in there to where, you know, you again, even with William Byron winning six races, it wasn't as if he was, like, winning every single race every single week because it started off, it was like Bowman was up there, and then Byron was up there, and then it sort of lulled. Somebody's season grade yesterday for Kyle Busch was like a C-plus. I'm like, did you only watch the last third of the season? Like the guy was the favorite to win the championship. He won three races early in the season on a brand new team. Like I get that it didn't end great, but a C plus, like he won more races than he won at Gibbs in a few years. Like what did you forget about the entire first por- portion of this? I know it's a long season. I know that was a long time ago, but maybe make sure you weigh the whole, the whole season into it. Right. I'd still at least give him a solid B. I mean, 17 top tens in a 36 race season where, you know, he, he was falling and, and off. They, they did trail off at the end and, and the point, you know, it was his worst points finish in you know, like 10 years or something. Yeah, whatever. But uh, as an overall whole of the season, it wasn't that bad. So I, yeah, that was just shocking to me, but it does, it does go to show you that, Sometimes people just forget because it is such a long season of of how good drivers were earlier on in the season and, and whatnot. I, it takes a lot of concentration to keep all the way through from February to November, as we definitely know. Um, but yeah, so so that's kind of a look back at the season. We'll start taking a look and dig into. 
the point totals in just a second. But before we do, I want to tell you about Underdog Fantasy. I'm anxious to tell you about Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. You get NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players' fantasy stats and cash in. I'm going to roll with that Dak Prescott interception there as well. Take that higher than a half an interception on underdog and add that into some of those other underdog picks that you got for the rest of that. So watch along, make your picks, maybe make a little cash over on underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with the promo code SGPN, underdog is going to double that first deposit up to $100. That's underdog fantasy promo code SGPN. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. You can research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool. You're going to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value stop betting in the dark join over 30,000 users researching with hall of fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays download the hall of fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code sgpn to get 50 percent off of your first month today start researching start winning with hall of fame bets all right so we talked about the fact that william byron was the the win leader with six obviously smashing any over that that would have even been set um, but who was the, who was the Kyle Larson for four wins on the season? I have to think that was under, right? I, I believe that that was under what his win total was set for. Yeah. That's not one that we have duck you. Oh yeah. Three, oh, three and a half. He was at, oh, he was at three and a so, half. Yeah. So had him at three and a half. Um, it was minus one forty to the over. So it was definitely juiced up. Um, but did, did pick the over. So yeah. Uh, disappointing season in 2021. I put in quotation marks um, in the minds of many after his masterful 2021 season. Um, however, so let's see. He, his 2022 season consisted of three wins, 13 top fives, 19 top tens. One of the best race car drivers on the planet, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and so, yeah, he's co-favorite to win the championship coming in at plus 600. Could win each and every week, except for at Super Speedways. I didn't put that in there. I guess I should have. <laughs> uh larson despite being a 3.5 is one of the best drivers you can feel comfortable laying your bet on was uh was what i wrote about him there so yeah they i mean really they got that just about right right they said you know set it at three and a half he wins four it was juiced up a, a decent bit towards the over so sometimes the books know what they're doing i suppose hey sometimes we tell that the matchups are always right there next to each other right when i guess they got their win totals right as well uh they probably threw an extra win at him just so all the over betters could be happy that's they were like ah damn it we need one more kyle go go out and win this last race like, okay <laughs> there you go there you go i guess i'll win one more so but for kyle larson this season this this coming 2024 season if if i were to set the win totals i think i would set it right there as well i, I feel like three and a half is still a good number he hasn't had that same sort of grip on on the rest of the field as he did a couple of seasons ago. So for me, I feel like they got to set it higher, but do you though? Like how high, how high is it? How high would you feel? I, comfortable? I think you probably, you're probably up at to four and a half, right? So he won three, the first season of the new car. He won four the second season. He, he still is Kyle Larson. And, and 
how many races did he not win this season when he was the best car or he should have? I mean, two two examples pop into mind right away, right? Pocono and Kansas, where Denny Hamlin gets him late and wins both those races, even though he was leading. Um, Homestead, the end of the season there, he likely should have won that race over way overcooked it coming into the pits and, and took a trip to the beach in the sand there. Um, but uh in, in yeah, it's it's Kyle Larson. Like that's the thing. I think that if you set it at three and a half, you're gonna get it's gotta be juiced up even more than this, or you're gonna get a lot of action on the over. And even at four and a half, how do you bet an under on Kyle Larson to win? I mean, sure, you know, you take his over on DNFs too because it's it's records or checkers for him, but he he has the ability to do that and and it's okay for him to do that, right? Because he's he, he's the guy that can go out there and, and push the limits. And when you get 110%, that 100% is is bigger than anybody else's. And sometimes that 10% pushes it over the edge into the sand barrels, right? But uh, yeah, I feel like four and a half is, is probably where he's going to be set at this season. And that to me, that would be a harder number to bet on. Three and a half, I think you smash the over, even no matter what the juice is. Again, whatever you're comfortable laying for, for it sitting around the entire season, but uh, four and a half, I would have a little more pause. I think taking the over because I feel like four, he's probably getting to. Does he get that fifth one? He should, right? He's, he's talented enough, and he's going to have the opportunities to win that many. But does he get it done? I still probably would go over. So <clears throat> Phoenix third place, uh, Bristol second place. He had 15 top fives overall on the season, right? Loudon, he had a third place there. Chicago, he finished fourth, somewhere close to the front. You talked about Kansas, where he finished second as well. Uh, Las Vegas, he finished second. So a lot of opportunities there for him to be the winner of the race, finishing that. Uh, and, and, you know, like you said, at Phoenix, led 201 laps, finished fourth uh, from the pole. So, I could definitely see him picking up a fifth win on the season. I just feel like, I just feel like, yeah, you're right. Four, four and a half might be where I, but if I was the books, maybe I would set it at five and a half. Maybe you do kind of keep it a little even, <laughs> little even more evenly spaced there on, on the, how much juice you're doling out and see if you can get a sixth win even. Yeah. I, I mean, five and a half. I definitely don't think I would, I'd be able to bet the over. Excuse me, but yeah, again, I guess it depends what your juice in each side. I don't know that I would be comfortable betting the under either. So I guess if you don't want to take very much action, maybe that's that's more the route you go. Yeah, no, but I I think I'm with you. We'll I'll be anxious to see. We'll have to write that down. Somebody write down for we need a, a scribe on this show. So if you're <laughs> we need somebody to keep track of things for us because. We're not very good at that. <laughs> well, so uh, when I listened to the uh, the fantasy football podcast on ESPN, they used to have somebody that would actually go through and keep track of all of the the uh, board bets that they would make, and they made a website out of it. So if you're so inclined, we would love for you to keep track of all of this for us because we just talk. We we don't want to keep track. We're not we're not uh, scribes. We don't keep track of it all. Um, <laughs> So, all right, let's let's uh, let's move on. Who's the next name on that list of yours? Yeah, so Kevin Harvick, um, what, let's see. Oh, let's play a little game. What do you think his over-under was set at, Rod? Mm, I'm going to say, well, if, if Kyle Larson's was set at three and a half, then I've got to think that uh, Kevin Harvick's was set at two and a half. He was at one and a half. Ah, damn it. And the over was actually juiced up at plus 120. The under 
was what or what i guess i don't know which way you're paying we'll do either way the under minus 150 Oof. very juiced in that direction um so let's see he he did not win a race last season at this at this time he did not win a race so spoiler alert but yeah so january 11th is when i wrote this article so coming up to the season we didn't even know at this point that it would be his final season um so yeah 2023 brings a lot of speculation will be this will this be the final season for this driver uh, Fox Sports is seemingly keeping a seat waiting for him. Oh, wow. I predicted that. It was crazy. Uh, not really. But <laughs> from 2010 to 2020, Harvick had won at least one race per season, including nine wins in 2020. Uh, while 2021 was winless, he rose back to victory lane twice in 2022. Um, the odds are, are juiced on the under, but I did pick the over. Um, and the fact that you're getting plus money to me was an easy over, I said. Uh, obviously wrong, but... Uh, felt like there was there were some opportunities i mean talladega he's he's just the nose away from winning um was there i feel like there was another race where he was had a, a phoenix in the spring that's what it was right where the place he's dominated like he was running away with it 20 laps to go or so maybe it was less than 20 laps late caution flag he doesn't win the race you know after that caution flag happens i think that byron ended up winning it could have easily had a couple of wins getting a win in his final season like everybody thought that was going to be a free square right and then just just to get one more you're going to plus money was on the wrong side of this one but definitely was pulling for him to win it just it felt like the closer is going to close out with a win right and uh, it really looking back it really sucks that he didn't just as you know as a fan of this and a guy that had been around i mean 2001 he literally got in the car the next week for dale earnhardt after he passed away and and that's how long he's been in the sport and Ah, to go out with no wins, just heartbreaking for for the four car and that team. But uh, yeah, unfortunately missed on this one. Books had it right with the under being juiced to minus one fifty. Uh, I mean, and obviously, you know, didn't even didn't even get too close or minus yeah minus one fifty. Didn't even really get that close to this one. Yeah, and really, he closed on a very very sour note. Six top fives, fourteen only fourteen top tens. His average finish fifteen point five or fourteen point seven rather. His average start fifteen point five. Just a a miserable statistical. Uh, that was uh, a heavy flag to carry over there at SHR this year, Rod. Yeah, that, uh, you that got was. the Mahindra tractor in the fourteen car there, um, and uh, which I, I don't know if you saw Mahindra resigned for multiple years to be the uh, to be the thing. I, I saw their official press release was we were so impressed with how well SHR made the fourteen car look like. Uh, a Mahindra tractor on the track at points this season, <laughs> and so we wanted to uh, wanted to re-sign for more seasons. So shout out to SHR for for taking that sponsorship literally. Um, but yeah, SHR just down right now, and, and unfortunately, I think that uh, that hurt the closer in his his final season here. They went above and beyond that one. So uh, look, I know that there's speculation about Gragson being in the ten car. Still a little bit of swirling. Speculation. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> that's that's like uh, Kevin Harvick, Fox. I, as I write here, Fox seemingly keeping a seat warm for him. I'm pretty sure that SHR is seemingly keeping a seat warm for Noah Gregson. <laughs> exactly. So I'm I'm thinking that all of the and I'm gonna just gonna throw all SHR under a blanket. You got to think that it's probably well maybe Chase Briscoe go, comes in at one and a half. But uh, Josh Berry is gonna be like three and a half wins, right? If you 
30. Compare everything everything else his odds are set at. 30 wins for Josh Berry. It's going to be 30 and a half. That's what they're going to set that at. But <laughs> He's the favorite to win the Daytona 500 for some reason. I <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. So maybe maybe Berry's is at one and a half as well. But I I, I don't oh, think that you... Hammer the under. Yeah, hammer I don't think under. any of these guys really, uh, other than maybe ah, Chase yeah. Briscoe accidentally so backs into one. I want to say, let's see, I don't have Briscoe... I don't think Briscoe is on here. I don't no. think he was even out when we were going uh, over him. I, no, I remember. God, we need to. We should, I should have went back and listened to that episode. But I remember being heavy on his under because everybody was giving me shit. Oh, he's going to be so good this season. And he was not so good this season. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I would, I would guess you probably put Briscoe at a half probably. And, again, I, I think I'm taking the over because you got those Phoenix, the Martinsvilles. He can win those races. He can win super speedways. But Barry win a I mean, dirt race if there ever if, was one yeah, again. Oh yeah, exactly. If there, if Barry, if you get odds on Barry, just take the under because I don't. He's not. Rookies don't win a lot of races. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes, but they just don't. And, and Barry is not going to. And everything his odds have come out on is just way overvalued. Uh, I'm going to be taking a lot of Barry unders. I think this year, um, Gregson, he didn't look good in the 42 car, so he's probably not going to look that much better in the 10 car. You hope he does, but. I doubt you'll even see odds on his him for a win total. Um, and Priest, you probably won't see odds either, but I guess a half race. I mean, a half race probably is appropriate for all of them. I have a feeling a Barry would be set at like one and a half, which great. Then you get in case he accidentally wins one. But Yeah, you get yeah, the insurance do. that he doesn't get a second <laughs> I, one. Please give us that option because I would love that. Um, all right, so the next name on your list is... Kyle Busch, Rod, what do you think his was set at? His had to have been set somewhere around two and a half. One and a half for him as Damn well. It. Why am I also, giving these guys a win? This is the same a mirror image of, of Kevin Harvick here. Over 120, under minus 150. Um, if you remember, we were very heavy on Kyle Busch during last offseason. Gave him out 20 to 1 to win the championship, which in about March and April looked like a genius play. Not so much at the end of the season. Um, but he's yeah, a C I mean, plus, Cody. He's a C plus. <laughs> C plus season from Kyle Busch, apparently. Um, but yeah, over one and a half, uh, plus one twenty. Obviously, this city got three wins, I believe. Um, so yeah, uh, just a great season from him. Um, trying to just skim through everything here. Uh, he was, you know, he's tied it for ninth place on the the all time series list heading into the season at sixty wins. Was tied with Kevin Harvick. Obviously, Kevin's number remained there. Kyle is up to 63 now. Um, but yeah, it just, uh, he'd only gotten one win the previous season at Gibbs, and that was at the dirt race where he shouldn't have won, right? It was Briscoe and, and Reddick got together in the final corner. Bush snuck through, snagged the win. Um, and But he just seemed like he was going to be on the revenge tour. Revenge tour got canceled early, but uh, it did cash for this at least. So he, he did hit the over one and a half. So I would say that next season maybe I bump it up to two and a half. I, I don't I don't see him But if people are if you got if the recency bias is in there and you're saying he had a C plus season, maybe they keep it at one and a half. You think though? It's I that see and that's like that's what I'm gonna be so interested to see when the books do come out with these odds is I mean he had a great start to the season. He won all these races, but it really tailed off. So are they going to look more are they just going to look at okay he won three races let's set it at two and a half let's set it at three and a half or are they going to say yeah he won those but he looked like shit at the end of the season so maybe it'll tail off i'll be very interested if it's at one and a half i'm going over again oh i definitely if take it's at over. two and a half 
going to take a pause. I probably am still leaning towards the over, depending on what number we're getting at here. Um, but yeah, I think two and a half, probably the appropriate number to set it at because once it, once it gets to a harder decision to make, that's where you probably have the appropriate line, right? Cause one and a half. Yeah. I take the over two and a half. Uh, now I'm not really sure which way I want to go. Probably the over still, but you know, you, you know, it's, it's going to be tough for a lot of people to get to three wins with so many different people have the opportunity to win races. Uh, so I think that two and a half is, it would probably be the appropriate number to set him at uh, for this coming season. And I still would probably lean towards the over with Kyle Busch. Cause I think it's Kyle Busch, man, <laughs> it's that they're going to keep figuring it out. And Randall Burnett is good. We know that. Uh, I think they're going to be fine. I think he wins at least three this season. I think he repeats three wins. That's, that's easy. I feel like that's a good benchmark for him. So two and a half would be a good one. I'd like you would, would take the over on that one. Three and a half, Depending on what the the over is, I may yeah. <laughs> start to think about it because look, he could have not fallen off. I, it is a, yeah. it is a tough number, but he it's could a, have not fallen off. And know? I mean, road courses he was very good at. Mm-hmm. He finished second place in multiple road courses. Those could easily turn into wins. He won at a super speedway. We've seen him win other places. Obviously, he's won about everywhere at this point. But he's good at all types of tracks. That helps when you're trying to get to an over total. So, uh, yeah, I, I will be interested to see. But I, I think the two and a half would be appropriate. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Three and a half. Ooh, that'd be a, that'd be a real tough one. I, it would be, but I mean, you got to figure he had a third place finish. He finished off a couple of good races with Charlotte, the road course, the Roval and Vegas, two third place finishes there. Third at Richmond. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. It, it would it'd be a tough decision. That's for sure. But man, I just like if you it's, you know, where where guys got so many catches you know through the first three games of the season you're like oh he's on pace to catch 500 passes this year like like, "Eh." kyle bush was on pace to win like 10 races right and then it he didn't tamper down (laughs) uh all right who's next on your list yeah next up mr dennis hamlin where do do you where would you have pegged him at rod i think that he was at three and a half you're you're just you're you're giving the books a little more credit. Was it two and a half? I think they deserve it. it. Was two and a half. God, I should just also, go with my first because I was thinking <laughs> in my head two and a half, and I bumped it up one. Also, juice to the over <sighs> plus one thirty. The under was minus one sixty. Three wins. Is that what he ended up with? Yeah, three wins. Yeah, three wins. So, um, let's see. I wrote he's arguably the best driver to in NASCAR history who have not won a championship Still. yet. Anyways, <laughs> I wrote that, which I could I'll just copy and paste that for this year's article. <laughs> Uh, he was 16th on the all-time wins list coming into the season. One win behind three-time champion Tony Stewart. He had two wins in 2022, um, <laughs> not including Pocono, where he took the checkered flag but became the first driver to be discontinued, disqualified in NASCAR's modern era. He had won two races in 2021, seven times in 2020, and six times in 2019. So kind of has been trending downward a little bit as he gets a little older here and with the new car, obviously. Um, but yeah, one and a half over was also the pick, uh, plus one thirty. So did hit this one as well. Um, and I think, man, he had three wins, but again, another driver that it seemed like had a lot more opportunities to win races, a lot of things that went wrong. That's, what's going to be so interesting about this coming season is was the parody more there because guys choked away these chances. Like, cause if you look like Kyle Larson had a chance to win a lot more races, Denny Hamlin had a chance to win a lot more races. Tyler Reddick had a chance to win a lot more races. Like these are guys that had Kevin Harvick even had a chance to win a cup. Like they had races almost won and then kind of blew them at the end. And 
uh, I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting, but I mean, with Denny Hamlin, you know, he ends up with three, but you look back to Kansas in the fall, he should have won that race, but late caution, you get it overtime. Tyler Reddick, whew, thank God, because we had on him, uh, you know, snuck around him and ended up winning that race. So that's another one that he could have had. Two of those wins, though, came last lap or near the end passes, right? Kansas and Pocono, like we talked about with Kyle Larson, where he got him at Kansas on the last lap. And Pocono, I think, was was not the last lap, but it was near the very end there uh, where he kind of ran him out of room and into the wall, and that was a whole ordeal there. Um, but so, yeah, he got to three wins, but two of them came just at the very end. So, ooh, I don't know. Where where would you set uh, set the Hamlin odds going into this this season? I mean, he's still one of the better drivers in the series, right? But he's, he's starting to teeter with father time there and, and get a little up there. He's had this big surgery might miss the miss the clash is he going to start off a little slow not having any simulator time because he needs simulator time he's been been racing cars for a long time you know but all, the, all these young kids running around him for the old man who knows hey this is a cars three series where uh lightning mcqueen is in the simulator and everybody else is doing way better than him and he's crashing into stuff that's that's <laughs> denny right now um no i i think i'd leave it at two and a half i don't i don't feel like there's a four wins in there for him look overall in the season right he did have those three wins 14 top fives 19 top tens average finish of 12.4 i mean you know, like you said, Kansas in the fall, he was second at Watkins Glen after he had started on the pole, right? He started on the pole in Sonoma as well, uh, ended up finishing 36th in that one. The, the pole king on the road course. Yeah, but again, just not really translating it into, and, and you know, you can say, yes, he was close, but you can also say, but he didn't do it, right? And that's really what it all ends up being, right? Sure, he was close, but he didn't finish. He didn't get what he needed to get to get that win, so... I think that pretty much proves that whatever is in the tank is not enough to get him all the way there anymore. And again, maybe this the shoulder injury keeps him out of the the clash, yes, but maybe it nags through the rest of the season. Look, we're we're getting older, my friends. I I know Denny's struggle because I sit in a car I the same age. <laughs> I sit in a car for two hours. I think we are the same age. And my back is killing me. I could only imagine. And this has been two, three days now where my back has not feel, felt well. I can only imagine him for 500 miles every single weekend trying to get in and doing that. So I'm just saying, Father Time is undefeated. So you're, you're keeping it at two and a half? I'm, yeah, I'm keeping it at two and a half. I think that's probably appropriate. I think I'm still going to the over. It's Danny Hamlin. He's good. Um, had some blown opportunities, you know, he, he made up some opportunities as well. So could go either way, but he's always going to have himself in the mix. Maybe not for the championship. He likes to choke those away, but he is going to get in the race wins at least. And he's, he's a guy that those, that number matters to Denny Hamlin. He doesn't, I really don't think he cares about winning a championship. He's been vocal about that. And whether that's because he doesn't have one and maybe if he wins one, it's, it changes the tune, right? Cause Sometimes when you get something like that, it's like, oh, yeah, this is what I wanted all along. But he's got the Daytona 500 wins. But he he's that win list. And, and I think he, I think 60 is the one he's trying to get to next. I think he's, I don't remember, I would have to look up where he's at on the win list total right now. But he's got numbers circled of wins. And, and wins is what matters to him more than anything, at least from what he says. So I think he's still going to be trying to get to get plenty of wins. So I, I think I would take the over. Over two and a half again. Yeah, I would juice it a little bit less, though. I would probably not make it so big of a plus number on the on the other side of that two and a half. I would probably keep it closer to the vest. Maybe 
plus 120, maybe 110. But yeah, I wouldn't give too much reward for those of you taking the over. But I would still probably take the over like you. Um, all right, who do we got left to talk about? Yeah, uh, next up for me, Mr. Tyrone Gibbs. You know how much I love this kid, Rod. What was his win total set at coming into the season? A half a win. The, his was at one and a half. You went the other ah, direction. So. See, this is I took it off. One right, and a half, man. which was just the most ridiculous number. It really was. The over was plus 160. The under was minus 190. So juiced appropriately for sure. But one and a half just had no chance of hitting Rod. I, I love him. You know how much I love him. Give me one and a half this year. I'll take the over. But the biggest bet I made in the offseason was Ty Gibbs under one and a half wins because rookies just don't win races. Austin Sindrick did it. He got one. He won the Daytona 500. It's it's just it's such an outlier. Rookies these days don't win races. Um, you know, I, I wrote here, 20 years old, coming into the season. He's done nothing but win behind the wheel. 67 starts in the ARCA Series, won 27 times. First career start in the Xfinity Series in 21. He won that day. You know, 51 Xfinity starts going into last season. He had 11 wins. Uh, you know, capped it off by winning the Xfinity Series championship. Won seven races in Xfinity in 2022. He, he had the, the time since July. Kurt Busch was injured. He stepped in, you know, ran a, the final third of the season. He's, he's coming into to Kyle Busch's ride, basically, right? They just changed the 18 to the 54, but they just don't win. I had wrote drivers like Chase Briscoe, Cole Custer had similar situations. I struggle seeing Gibbs getting to one win in 2023. Even if he does, two wins are hard for me to grasp. My favorite bet next to Kyle Busch is Ty Gibbs on the under. Again, juiced up to minus 190, so it was juiced appropriately, but this one just really didn't. If anybody was going to do it for rookies, it probably would have been Ty Gibbs just because he's he's broken all the other barriers, but the Cup Series is a different thing. Now, where do you think his win total is coming into this season, Rod? Because this is a completely different story talking about this next season for him and yet here's the thing i don't know that the books are going to be as high on ty gibbs as oh, as we are i hope they sleep but what's his cha- what's his championship, championship odds i i forgot to i'm gonna pull it up yeah but so I'll, I'll talk about it while you look up the odds and that i don't know that there's a lot of folks unless unless the folks that are are setting these odds are avid nascar fans because Honestly, I don't think the rest of the world is caught up to to the Ty Gibbs hype yet. So I feel like you're a little bit on the on the vanguard of him being a a multiple win driver next season because I think a lot of people look at it and go, yeah, he only had four top fives last year. He had ten top tens. Right, his average finish was eighteen point four. Finished the season pretty miserably. Three races of worse than eighteenth place or worse. Right, he did have a seventh place finish at Homestead, but. You know, it, it was just a, a series of 30th place finishes for for Ty Gibbs at the end of the season. So they're going to look at that a lot like they're going to look at what Kyle Busch did to end the season as well and say, this guy's probably only going to be a win and a half, maybe even just a half a win, depending on, on what, what they're looking at. Oh, please give me a half a win, Rob. <laughs> but uh, I think... So he's 15th in the championship odds as far as he's the 15th driver listed. He's at 35 to one. He's right between uh, Bubba Wallace is just ahead of him. Alex Bowman just behind him. So some big name drivers, you know, Josh Berry somehow falls in behind him with as much love as he's getting for whatever reason. Um, But I I think that one and a half would be the appropriate place to set him at this season. Uh, If it's a half a win, 
holy shit, I'll be putting a big bet on that. Even at one and a half, I'm taking the over. Like, this is Ty Gibbs' breakout season. Like, we know how talented he is. We've seen it every level. He, he comes through and he does all this good. And and we've even seen it. Like, you got that half or, you know, that third of a season where he's filling in for Kurt Busch. He's he got that extra time to get comfortable in these cars, to figure it out, to learn the guys around him. You saw the improvements this season. He never really was was probably going to win a race as far as where he was running in a lot of them. We, we had a couple times where we bet on him because it was worth it at the number, and he had some really great runs, but just, just was, wasn't quite to that next level. But he's going to bust right through the door this season. He's going to be at that next level, and I think that we're going to be talking about him just like we talk about his teammates, Christopher Bell, Denny Hamlin, Martin Truex. It's going to be, whoa, the, the four-team Gibbs powerhouse is back. And if one of them is not, I think it's Martin Truex of all of them, because um, I, I think the other three are, are going to be fine. But I expect a huge season from Ty Gibbs. I think one and a half is probably still the appropriate place to set him at. Like you said, how, what's everyone's temperature on him is an interesting question. I mean, I've heard Gluck and Bianchi talk about how they're big on him next year. Bob Pockers had him as like his breakout guy for next year. So a lot of the big names in the industry seem to to feel the same way I do, where I think he's really going to bust through, but does everyone feel that way? Is it going to surprise some people? I don't know, but yeah, give me the way smashed over if it's at a half. Give me the over if it's at one and a half. If we get to two and a half, then I, you know, I'm probably going to stay away from it. But uh, but I think one and a half would probably be the appropriate place to set it at again. Um, it was juiced up last year, plus 160 on the over, which was appropriate for last season. Um, I'd love to get that number again just because he didn't win any races this season. That's what might, I mean, him not, it's almost a blessing in disguise that he didn't win one late in the season because if he had, then they're going to be like, okay, this needs to be two and a half or something like that. But where he got close, but he didn't get there. Now, if he busts through, it might be your opportunity to jump on it before, again, this could be one of those numbers that you never see at the slow again for the rest of his career. Well, I will say this. It's difficult to get to three wins in the season for for folks. Five drivers won three races, only two one more than three so and and i feel like that might be the same sort of situation we're running into next season where you'll get a handful of drivers that win two to three races and and really only a couple that break that mark at all i mean kyle larson and william byron were the two that that finished with more than three wins everybody else you know from from kyle bush on down to even tyler reddick only had two to three wins on the year and then, of course, sprinkled out the rest of it. So the, I think that's going to be the same type of situation. So for Ty Gibbs to get to three, I think would be very difficult. I, I think two is doable in this situation, but three may be asking a bit much out of a, a second-year driver. Uh, so I, I'll, I'll give you the one and a half. Like you said, at two and a half, I'll start to get a little squeamish. So, um, yeah. yeah. And I think that goes for probably most drivers uh, other than like the elite top group just because three is a big number and and Danny Hamlin didn't get there Chase Elliott didn't get there you didn't see Alex Bowman win any races like there there's a lot of guys that that still are going to take some of those those races off the table you know SVG is going to be running all the road courses so there goes six wins if if you listen to some people just kidding that's not going to happen but <laughs> I find it hilarious anyways one more Rod should we hit the the last one from the article here yeah absolutely the 2023 NASCAR Cup Series champion, Ryan Blaney. I will again let you guess where he was set at. So I'm thinking in my head two and a half. So I'm going to drop that down to one and a half. 
ah, you figured out the game and you are correct. Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. He was set at one and a half. The over super juiced up minus 165. Under was plus 135. I believe he ended up with two wins on the season. Three wins on the season. He, oh, he did three. Wow. He won at Talladega. Where else did he win at? He won oh, at the Coke 600. Coke 600. Oh, and then, of course, give Phoenix. Me, give me a sec. Oh, Phoenix. No, he didn't win at Phoenix. Oh, no, he didn't win at Martinsville. Oh, yeah. To get into. To get into Phoenix. There you go. Uh, so let's see. I, I did take the over on this one as well. Juiced up minus 165. But he's feet away from winning the 2022 Daytona 500. If you remember that, the late, bro- late, late block from rookie teammate Austin Sinek was the only thing that could stop him. Um, he uh, le- he had three led 300. Ugh, ugh, ugh. Reading and talking, not a not a very good skill for me. It's he the led- offseason. No one will no one will no one will care. <laughs> Nobody's listening anyways. Yeah. It's fine. He led 636 laps and won the All Star race, but did not win it in any points paying races in 2022. So that was kind of the thing with him, right? Was he didn't get to victory lane, and, and that had been after, I think it was 2021, where he had, well, yeah, let's see, yeah, he broke out in 2021, grabbing three wins, and it was like, okay, going into 2022, and then it was like, well, he didn't win anything, like the all-star race, that was it, it was kind of weird, but, um, but yeah, again, he won all, he had won most stage, stage wins the previous season, led a lot of laps, had a lot of close calls. I said Blaney should easily get back on top this year. Little did I know he was going to be at the very top when it was all said and done um but yeah i I did like the over on this one as well at at 1.5 again it was juiced up that direction um but easily hits it as as he gets to three and i so i think you know being the champion and getting to three wins he's automatically at least set at 2.5 next season right uh 3.5 i think would be a little bit too much for the books to go for but i think i think two and a half is probably where you set him at and rod i love ryan blaney but that past champion's curse, it's a real thing. The, the champion, oh, the previous champion just doesn't get it done. Might might be an under you have to look at. I, I'm right there with you. I think two and a half is where this number's set. I'm definitely taking the under on it. Joey Logano only picked up one win last yeah, year. Yeah, and that's that's a, the most recent example of the champion's curse, right? And there's the all the questions around Ford and and. We saw them struggle all season, and, and they've got this new body, yes, and, and maybe that helps them, but what if it doesn't? That, that's still a question. RFK you know, appeared to be the better Ford team throughout the season. I know Penske obviously wins the championship again, but that doesn't matter for the win total. I, you know, and, and one of those wins was a super speedway win, you know, so you can maybe toss that out, and it was by you know inches, right? I mean, it ends up being a bigger margin because Harvick was disqualified technically, but it was close. Uh, I don't know. I, I think that I love Ryan Blaney, and, and I, you know, seeing him win a championship is great, and and I love it. But you're going to get that championship hangover because every time since Jimmy Johnson won that fifth in a row, it's been the championship hangover has hit every single. Kyle Larson wasn't immune to it. Chase Elliott wasn't immune to it. Joey Logano, Kyle Busch, like all of these guys have not been immune to it like the Madden curse of these days, right? Look at Josh Allen this season. It's it just it gets all these guys. So um yeah so I, I think that he's likely gonna be set at two and a half in, in which case I'll be, be leaning towards the under. If it's three and a half I, I think definitely gonna have to go with the underplay just because of of the curse of of being the the reigning champion. Yeah and I'm right there with you on that one as well. I mean it, it's just it's tough for me to take him at three wins again. 
I really do think that it's a, it's a hard task. So, yeah, give me the under on two and a half uh, for – that's if it comes out at two and a half. If it's at three and a half, definitely under for that for yeah. sure. So, um, let's go over a couple more drivers, and then we'll call it good. Sorry if we didn't get to every driver on the on the list. So, um, I do want to talk real quick about the two other Hendrick drivers that we didn't get a chance to talk about. Obviously, Alex Bowman was set at a win and a half, gets hurt. Uh, Chase Elliott was set at three and a half wins, gets hurt. So, kind of voided out. But next year... Which those, and, and we should probably mention this before, but the way that the books had specified these was... You know, it was the full season. The clash doesn't count. The duels don't count. The all-star race doesn't count. So only points paying events. And it, it, they did specify driver must start all 36 races or whatever. However, what driver must start all scheduled races or something. So in theory, hopefully if you had the over, at least if you had the under, it sucks. But those bets should have been voided out. Yeah. Um, but for next season, as we look ahead, Alex Bowman would one and a half be another line that you would look at, and would it be over or under for you? Uh, one and a half is probably still the appropriate place to put him because I think if you put him at a half, it's just it's too easy to bet the over because Alex Bowman should win about a race for where he is right now. In this past season, it's so tough because again, the recency bias of the season didn't end that great, but it was after he broke his back. And prior to that, he was leading the points. He didn't have a win, but he was the points leader. Things were going well. He was likely going to find his way into victory lane at some point or, or get close. So I think a half is just too low. So I think you've got to set it at one and a half. And he's such a wild card. He's probably one of those guys you just want to avoid betting on because it's he, he's much like Joey Logano most seasons. He's really hard to read. You don't know where he's. He's just going to pop up randomly, dominate a race. You're going to be like, Okay, and then he just kind of goes away again, and it's like, okay, whatever. I, it's just it's the Alex Bowman way, and it's what he does. But uh, he's so tough to bet on. But I, I think one and a half is probably still the right place. It's a Hendrick car, right? And, and if you set it at a half, you're really just baiting people into betting the over, and and it's a lot of liability on the books because he can just jump up and win a race. So. I feel like one and a half is, is probably the, the smart place for the books to go. And if they do set it at one and a half, then they're going to have to juice the over enough to yeah. wear it. But here's the thing about Alex Bowman. He's, he won, he won a, at least one race in the, the four seasons prior to last season, but he only won one race in three of those. He won four in 2022, but only one he race in the other three seasons. 2022? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, four races in 2021. I'm sorry. I'm reading the 2021. He won four races. Oof, I just don't even remember that. Four races in a single season? Four races in a single season for oh, Alex man. Bowman. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, again, but he's only won one race outside of that in the other right. three seasons that he won a race in. So, Well, maybe maybe a half is where you said it, and you just weigh juice. The over, or the, the under, over. rather. I, well, yeah, or yeah. I mean, yeah, you'd put the negative juice on the over. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be. I'm interested to see what that what that might be. Um, okay, so that was that, and then Tyler Reddick. I'll bring up Tyler Reddick real oh, quick. El, we got to do Elliot quick too. Oh yeah, man. Chase Elliot, three and a half. Three and a half. I, you probably just got to keep it there because yeah. he can't. He's got the ability to win, and he's got the talent. He's got the car, the equipment. Again, I know he didn't really even get close when he came back, which surprised everyone. Um, but he's still Chase Elliott. He he gets that. You know, the Dallas Cowboys, the New York Yankees bump of. He's gonna be. He's gonna get the action to the over. They've got to. They've got to play the over safer. Maybe you drop it down to two and a half, but 
then you're probably looking at like a minus 190 on the over, right? Uh, it's tough, but I don't know, the fan in me always just wants to take the over, which is exactly what the books want, right? So uh, what, would you bet the over or the under if it's at three and a half? I would bet the over because... Yeah, because he can win anywhere. Yeah. And and, and his two teammates were the only two that were over three and a half, you know? It's a Hendrick car. It's still fast. Again, this season just didn't end the way they wanted to. Maybe the recency bias drops the books to two and a half, in which case you've definitely got to go over, I think. Um, but he can win anywhere. He's good at super speedways, road courses. He doesn't want in the next-gen car, but he's he's been the king of those prior to that. I mean, if he gets this next-gen car figured out in the road course, he could rip three or four wins off just on road courses alone. Uh, so I think, yeah, you definitely do have to lean to the over. Um, but, yeah, I will be interested to see if they keep it at three and a half. I think that that's the most likely scenario is you just keep it at three and a half and, and basically run it back from last year because this year was kind of a wash anyways. Bets get canceled because he didn't run all the races. Hard to know what would have happened if he didn't have the broken leg and, and all that. Yeah, I will say that the under was at plus 100, uh, was one of the better better numbers for that last season. So uh, Tyler Reddick, real quick, a win and a half in his 2023. Over. Yeah, over. definitely over uh, if that's set my shot. But, would you, but would you do it at two and a half? Yep, over. Yeah? Three and a half. Four. I take the... Can I? Can we ladder this? Can we? Uh, are you? Are you? Can I ladder at the, the company ladder? You want to come? Tyler Reddick's winning at least five races in 2023. Right down right now. Clip this. We'll play it back next year at this time. I am. Oh, I am going to be chugging monsters this season in honor of Tyler Reddick because uh, I am all aboard the Tyler Reddick train. All right. So we we got Cody giving uh, Tyler all 36 races next <laughs> season. So over 35 Ooh, and a gonna half. It's going to be. Grab this that. is going to be the season you're going to look back and be like, Tyler Reddick was welcome to the party in 2024 where he broke out and won eight races. You just like be. the ties. You like Ty, Ty Gibbs I, and Tyler apparently. Reddick? Ty Dillon. Ty Dillon. He, oh, shit. He's going to be back in the 16 <laughs> car. Maybe he wins a super speedway. There you go. Oh, my throw God. Some, throw some shekels on Ty Dillon in the Daytona 500. Okay. I just want to bring up two more before we close the books on, on all of this. Uh, Martin Truex Jr., he won three races. Where would you want him to be this year? I, I'm thinking one and a half. Yeah, I think that's the first number that came to mind. Uh, again, the recency bias of, of a bad playoffs. He's getting older. I, I think one and a half is still probably the appropriate place, but I'm going to want to bet the over on one and a half. If it's at two and a half, I'm probably going to want to bet the under. I, I think getting to three wins is going to be hard for me. Won a road course, which he probably isn't going to do very often. Uh, I think, yeah, I think one and a half is probably the best place for him. I, maybe they'll bump him to two and a half and and just juice it appropriately. Hey, I don't know. I, I think Truex is, he's so close to just falling off that cliff, and we thought we saw it, and then he came back this season. Uh, tell me who his crew chief is, and, and that'll uh, that'll change my answer. Me. They called me yesterday and asked if I'd be his, okay. his crew you, are you, Is your name James Small? All I'm saying is I wanted to take the abuse from Martin Truex. That's, I, no, I'm hey, the guy. If your name's not James Small, give me the over. If it is, then. <laughs> uh, all right, so that was three. If, if, if your name's James Small, then uh, take me down under. Ah, <laughs> um, all right, a couple more names. Ross Chastain won two races. Does he do it again, and would you bet him at two and a half? Uh, it's hard to ever count Ross out. Uh, he's so talented. 
the equipment it's it's borderline they're they're hanging in there it's gonna be a big season for track house like are you are you going to continue to be a, a team that competes i think we're really going to get that answer this season um uh, what do you set? You're setting it at two and a half. Well, I would say I said, would you bet it at two and a half? I I think one and a half is probably the more appropriate. I, I think four. one and a half is appropriate, and I would go toward the over. I, I, if it's half, I would lean under again. It, two wins feels right for Ross. I, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if he won five races all of a sudden because I, I think he's got the talent, and and if the equipment is there, I don't love. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet him over two and a half though because I just I don't have that much trust in it. Again, what somebody can do and and what you're willing to bet on them. Sometimes two different things, but uh, yeah, I, I think one and a half would be the appropriate number, and I'd probably lean over. You would have to throw some serious red meat at me to want the over on two and a half. Throw, throw some watermelon at you, man. You would have to throw all the watermelon you had, and it would have to be soaked in whatever spirit you want to soak. Nah, it in. I mean, he's coming off winning the last race, like yeah, but that's hmm. a long off season to to sit there and rest. So yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, he can two win and super a, speedways. Eh. He can win road courses. Yeah. Do you really want two and a half? Do you want three? Do you want? No, I don't want three. <laughs> I want over one and a half. <laughs> I was like, come on, Cody. What, what do you want? Um, all right, last one, because this guy won three races in a, in a pretty surprising fashion. Do we see Chris a... Chris Yep, a repeat of Chris Busher. Three wins last season. Do, do, do you want... Okay, the question is, if we're, if we're talking about Kyle Busch being again at a one and a half, because of the recency bias of the end of his season, do the books overreact to Chris Busher and make this number like a two and a half? There's no way you can put Chris Busher at two and a half because I would personally bet so much money on the under. I, <laughs> <laughs> it was great what he did, and it, and it was so unexpected, and, and it was just a like they got hot and and ripped off these wins, and it was different styles of tracks. Is that sustainable? I, is Christopher Busher? A three win a season guy, Rod. I, maybe, but uh, it just it feels it feels like much more of an anomaly to me. And and RFK has really progressed. And I mean, it, it, I'd be much more willing to bet Brad to win three races. I was going to ask you, and, would you? Yeah, and Brad hasn't that? won in a hundred races. Like it just uh, if he does it two seasons in a row, then I'll I'll you know eat crow and and say I was wrong, but. He just doesn't feel like the type of driver that's going to repeat that performance. And we're going to look back and be like, much like we did with Alex Bowman a few minutes ago. Whoa, do you remember that one season where he won three races? Because that's the same re same reaction we just had to Alex Bowman. Whoa, you remember when he won four races? I didn't even remember that happening. So I just I don't see it happening for Chris Buescher. I, I, I mean, you probably set him at one and a half if you're going to give him out, um, which he's kind of one of those drivers they might not even offer anyways. But one and a half is probably the appropriate number. and. I'm still probably we'll see where the number where the juice is, but probably lean into the under because ah, uh, uh, he can win anywhere, he can do it. Uh, but it's just it's so hard to trust a guy like that. I think. Yeah, and that and that's a tough one. Obviously, that was kind of uh, everybody was scratch. I'm sure it was probably a half a win, if any, for Chris. Buescher His mom last year. didn't even predict he's going to win three races. No. I mean, she was. She, if you would have told her before the season he's winning three races, she wouldn't have believed you either. So. His mom ripped up the ticket as soon as he won the first one. Yeah. She was like, "Come on, man! I had you on the under half a win. This is it. Exactly. I'm done with you, son. You're excommunicated from the family." Um, all right, so listen, there's plenty of other drivers to go through. We're actually going to do a team win total 
uh, one because we're going to recap that and then talk about where we think the teams are going to come out. So we'll talk about some of your other favorite drivers. We'll talk about those uh, rest of the 23-11 team, talk about the rest of the Gibbs team. I mean, we kind of covered three of the four, but we'll talk about Christopher Bell. We'll talk about all those folks. Uh, we, we actually covered a lot more ground than I thought we were going to cover this episode. Yeah. So uh, I'm happy to to put a pin in it here and oh, come we got back. Xfinity and trucks too. I mean, they had yeah. win totals last season, so we can go back and review those. And obviously, the the landscape shifts a lot in those season to season. So a lot of different drivers and stuff. But you can look at this at the truck or the car, and you know who the new driver is. What do you think they'll do with it, um, and all that. So I, there's yeah. Again, there's just plenty of of off season content. Plenty of stuff. We'll keep the train rolling. Um, yeah. So just keep joining us. Go back listen to that interview with Seth. That was a lot of fun. We got some more interviews. We're getting lined up, so gonna be a lot of fun to continue through the off season. Rod, only sixty six days till the clash of the Coliseum. So oh, Daryl Waltrip, that big K Kmart car, so beautiful. I won't give you the history, you guys. Not grateful enough for history on NASCAR. I don't care. So, uh, all right, I got to, you got one. You 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 talk. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we're, yeah, we're coming back tomorrow. We're going to talk some more uh, about uh, different things. We're going to have somebody else on. We're going to bring somebody else in just like we did with Seth. So make sure you stick with us tomorrow. And then the rest of the week, we'll, we'll continue to do that. There it is right there. The 66, there it is. The baby. Raisin Brand cereal box. Uh, the 66, Daryl Waltrip, the, the Route 66. Remember those jeans? I do. This was the Victory Tour 2000. Um, but is the, the Mar- cereal the still Mar- in there? No cereal. Uh, was, no. From my gra- my grandma, a big, although this box is, oh, it's taped at the bottom. I was going to say the box is still sealed at the top, so I don't know how they got the cereal out of there, but it expired in December of 2000. 2000. Uh, so that was a long time ago, but my grandma was a huge Daryl Waltrip fan always. So, um, yeah, so this was part of her collection, and, and it is now part of mine. But the Kmart Racing Ford Taurus, the good old days. But, yeah, there you go. Check out the YouTube, and uh, that's there's your – your Daryl Waltrip. It's got a whole celebrating a legend on the back. Trying to see what I Beautiful had on there, thing. but I don't have any of that. So I've got actually this whole shelf right here. It, this half is is Daryl Waltrip stuff because that was my grandma's favorite. This half is Terry Labonte stuff because it was my grandpa's. So I've got a bunch of bunch of Daryl Waltrip stuff. But anyways, I know certain people don't like history lessons on this episode, or this yeah. show. So, so we'll just we'll just pander to the folks that love us to death. Uh, <laughs> well, Tyson, at the end, they can turn it off if they don't want to hear. Exactly, exactly. Um, all right. Well, again, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll, we've got another show lined up for tomorrow, and then of course next week we'll we'll come back with some more as well. But in the meantime, Cody, as we tell everybody goodbye, let everyone know where they can continue the conversation with you. Yep, follow me on the X at Husker underscore Z. You can find all my work over there. Got some uh, little defensive prize picks uh, episode or uh, article coming out. I think I'm doing one this week. I've not got confirmation, but for sure throughout this month of December, but I think this week as well. So uh, check that out and, and all the other stuff. Got the uh, the Washington name change odds article out over on Sports Game on Podcast as well. Check that out and, uh, yeah, find all the stuff over there. Check us out on YouTube. Again, doing most of these live now, so uh, you can join us if you you click the bell. Yep. Click the bell. Let everybody or let you, them, you get. Hi, I'm Rod. <laughs> I've just learned to talk today, and uh, it's not going well. <laughs> 
But uh, yes, follow me on X at RJ Gomez, where there's actually words that come out better than this. Uh, you can see all the stuff and me slumping in my chair. Uh, yeah, just have some fun with us. That, that's all we ever ask. But yeah, follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link at the bottom, everything I got going on. Still got prop articles going on for Sportsbook Review. Some first touchdown stuff out there as well. Uh, and Thursday Night Football if you're watching this live. So, all right, folks, we'll see you tomorrow with more. And until then, let's go racing and let it ride.